So it rained last night, really hard. And the new home that I'm buying now has a lake in the backyard. Should the seller have disclosed that that happens every time it rains? Two streets down, there is a lumber yard. And when I looked at the property, there was no noise. But now at three o'clock every day, they saw logs, literally making the loudest noise and my baby can't sleep. Shouldn't the seller disclose those kind of things? Also, what about sex offenders and flood zones? If the house is in a flood zone, does the seller need to disclose that? Hey, we're gonna finish up our talk on seller's disclosure today. I'm Eric Hutchinson and I'm the principal broker and owner of Hutchinson Realty. Welcome to episode nine of Real Estate Talk for Northwest Arkansas. I have my usual real estate colleagues with me. Hey friends, why don't you introduce yourself and let's get into this, shall we? Hi, my name is Sandy Wellesley. I'm an executive broker here at Hutchinson Realty, and I have been in the real estate industry for 23 years now. Hey, Sandy. Hey, everyone. My name is Cole Eady. I'm a realtor here with Hutchinson Realty, and me and my wife have lived in Northwest Arkansas for a little over five years, and I've been a realtor for almost a year now. Hey, Cole. So we're going to continue our conversation because last week we were trying to go over a 14-page seller's disclosure document, and we were trying to get it done in about 25 minutes, and that's really difficult to do. So we're going to continue that conversation. But before we do, our weatherman Cole over here is going to tell us about our housing weather and how many houses are for sale in Northwest Arkansas. So Cole, won't you take it over? Thank you so much, Eric. All right, everyone, we'll start with uh, Bella Vista first today. All right, Bella Vista has 192 homes for sale, uh, 107 are new, and there are 85 resale. The median list price is $399,000, and the price per square foot is $199. Next, we will do Bentonville. Bentonville has 178 homes for sale, 76 are new, and 102 are resale. The median list price is $505,000, and the price per square foot is $208. And today we have a new one for all you people in Centerton. Uh, Centerton has 85 homes for sale, 65 are new, and 20 are resale. The median list price is $485,000, and the price per square foot is $206. Next, we'll do Rogers. Rogers has 135 homes for sale, 31 are new, and 104 are resale. The median list price is $530,000 and the price per square foot is going at $217. Next, we'll do Springdale. Springdale has 124 homes for sale, 28 are new, and 96 are resale. The median list price is $465,000, and the price per square foot is $192. Next, we'll do Fayetteville. Fayetteville has 195 homes for sale, 79 are new, and 116 are resale. The median list price is $503,000, and the price per square foot is $212. And with all towns uh, we have just listed, there are 909 homes for sale, 386 are new, and 523 are resale. The median list price is $469,000, and the price per square foot is $205. Thanks so much, Cole. I find it interesting because we, you know, we didn't have Centerton and I started getting these messages on social media that said, Hey, why aren't you including Centerton? When I'll just tell you the reason why I didn't was because 
People tend to drop off uh, watching a video when it starts getting over 10 minutes. And some people don't even watch those on, especially when you're on TikTok or Instagram, you don't want to watch a 10 minute video. And so I try to keep those as uh, short as possible, but that's not always easy. But Centerton is literally, what is it? Five miles west of Bentonville and it is where Bentonville West, so Bentonville has gotten so large, they have two high schools, and Bentonville West is located in Centerton. And so I think it was logical and it was the right move to include Centerton in our data, and I'm starting to do that on all my videos as well. So thank, And I know you live in Centerton, Cole, so it's kind of a big deal, right? Yes, sir. I love Centerton. Great place to live in Northwest Arkansas. Right. And we have another agent that also lives out there, Mindy McAlinden. And so anyway, so we're going to start including Centerton there, but our inventories continue to decrease, don't they? Yes, sir. Yes. Going the wrong direction. <laughs> yeah. So last, uh, so Friday, this is uh, Tuesday, last Friday, we were at 919. And now we are at 909. So we've lost uh, 10 houses. And keep in mind that the, the, you know, house goes on the market, and then another one sells. And so I mean, the inventories change daily. But in Overall, we're losing houses. We're not gaining, and we need to gain some houses because we have buyers that are looking for homes that they can't find. And so anyway, it's interesting. Thank you for that weather update, Cole. And Sandy, you have been telling us about the interest rates, and uh, tell us what's going on with our interest rates right now. Okay. Well, there there has been um, I, there's been significant movement, as far as I'm concerned, in the mortgage rate industry right now. And I'm going to give you the rates, and then we're going to talk for just a second about some things that you can uh, speak with your lender about. So conventional 30-year fixed is available at 7%. Conventional 15-year fixed is available at 6.375%. And then FHA and VA 30-year fixed are both available at 6.875%. So many of you have probably heard, and I do want to preface this by saying we are not mortgage lenders. I am not a mortgage lender, but we've all heard of the regulation that has gone into effect that um, there are certain things that can affect the interest rate that you get. Among those things are your credit score, uh, on some level, your debt to income ratio, and the down payment that you put down. So when you apply for a loan, you're going to want to chat with your lender about those things and how you can get the best interest rate possible. They're there for you. That is their job. And we have a lot of really good mortgage lenders here in Northwest Arkansas. So take advantage of those. Again, for me, this is an argument for using a local lender versus you know, one of the online services, it's always nice to have somebody that you can sit down with and chat chat with them and talk with them and call them on the phone and go visit their office if you need to. But that is, those are the interest rates for this week. Thank you so much, Sandy. Um, I was so surprised whenever they raise the bar for what it would take to get your the best interest rate that's out there. And they raised it from so, you know, you may say, hey, I've got a 740. Well, it used to be a 740 credit score was good enough to get the best rate. Now it has to be a 780. They've raised it 40 points in order for you to do that. And sometimes that's that's the breaking point and for a buyer. So, again, making it a little bit harder for those that 
had a good credit score, and I still think over a 700 is a good credit score, but right. seven now it has to be a 780 to get the very best interest rate. But the, the thing is, is always ask questions. If you are talking to a lender, don't be scared to talk to a different lender and just to say, hey, this is my credit score. What can you do? And I will tell you, there's a little thing called origination fee and discount points. And sometimes lenders will include an origination fee in there, which that does not have to be included. And so I always ask the lender, hey, give me your best credit score with no origination fee, no discount points just me coming to the table with a down payment of 20% or whatever, what's your best interest rate? And they're going to look at your credit score and they're going to give you what they can do. And then I always go out and just to keep everybody honest and just get a couple more to see what that can do. But yeah, things are moving in our interest rates. So, and they, they seem to be moving almost uh, daily, but uh, it, certainly weekly things change in our interest rates. So check with your lenders about that. It's really important. Well, let's get into our topic today. So we're going to continue our topic on seller's disclosure. We just, I really didn't feel like that we could, we could complete that discussion last week because of time. So we're going to try to complete that today. So uh, I teach continuing education. Sandy, I know you used to teach pre-licensing a lot. The seller's disclosure is an important document, and I don't want to skirt by that if I don't have to, and we don't. So I'm going to talk about the seller's disclosure a little bit. And last year in 2022, they changed our seller's disclosure, and I think it was for the best. However, there were a lot of screaming realtors that didn't like it. It became what we call a living document. Now we have a living document that we use all the time. It's called the inspection, repair, and survey addendum. And so whenever a realtor submits a inspection, repair, and survey addendum saying, these are what my buyers, these are the repairs my buyer wants, the seller has to agree to that. And they have 10 business days to agree to that or not agree to that or to agree to some of that. And then they send it back to the buyer. And then the buyer, if the seller didn't agree to all of that, they have to agree to the seller's exceptions in order to, again, it continues. And and then sometimes they say, nope, we're not going to do it. And they back out or they say, yeah, we'll take those exceptions. But, and they can, there's a negotiating process. And then right before closing, there's a thing that we call the final walkthrough and the buyer signs it. So it's a living document until closing. And up until last year, our seller's disclosure was not like that. It was a one-time deal. The seller filled out a disclosure, the buyer signed it, uh, usually uh, the first week after the house was under contract, or sometimes they'd sign it right before they wrote the contract, but they would look at it, sign it. But there's a little bit of a problem with that. And so, Sandy, I'm going to let you uh, answer this question. What does it mean for the seller's disclosure that it's a living document? So uh, the living document portion of it just means that it's a document that is not complete really until the tra- until the transaction is closed. Um, if you fill out your seller's disclosure, you're going to fill it out. And that's information about that house that has happened up until that moment in time. The problem is, is that life happens. And over the next 30 days, 45 days, however long your home is in escrow, um, things happen. Pipes burst, trees fall on houses, um, you know, all, all sorts of things happen. So let's say... Um, you have filled out your seller's property disclosure and um, one of those life events happens to your home, then guess what? You're going to need to go back and change your disclosure to reflect those changes. Um, Also, right before closing, three days before closing, the seller is going to have to take a look at that 
seller property disclosure, and they're going to have to evaluate is that did something change? Is did something happen to the property during that time? And is everything that I filled out still true? So that's what living document is. It just kind of it it flows with the transaction and it remains open ended until the transaction close closes. Yeah, that's really good. So Cole, if you've got a buyer and uh, the house has been on the market for a while, uh, what should what, you know, whenever you're looking at the seller's disclosure and it tells you when they filled that disclosure out, um, how important is that? I mean, it's it's very important because, for example, if they filled it out last week and they said the roof and everything's great and we had a hell storm last night, well, there may be a hole now on the roof, even though on the seller's property disclosure, it says the roof is perfect. So it's very important to see when they filled that out, make sure everything is true as it says it is. Absolutely. In fact, I'm looking at the seller's disclosure right now, and there is, it says if this, and this is on page 13 after most of the things, the items that the seller has filled out, it says if the seller property disclosure is dated, and that's what I was trying to get to, is really look at that date of when the seller filled it out. Because, um, I mean, and I know that we're in a seller's market right now and homes seem to be selling very quickly, but we've got a, we've got a, a listing right now that's drawing near to 60 days and that's two months. And if you've got one that's been two months or three months and that's when the seller may have filled it out a week or two before the listing was even live. And so look at that date and see, and it says here, if the seller property disclosure is dated more than 10 business days prior to accepted contract, seller will update this document within three business days of an accepted real estate contract. So after the contract has been signed by the buyer and the seller and you're under contract, the seller uh, says, oh yeah, I filled this out last month. They need to look at it and say, were there any changes? Was there a hailstorm? Was there a fire? Was there, uh, was there anything that happened that I now need to disclose on this property? And you can, the seller can say no changes or they can say changes and they can reference the number that was changed. And then again, three days before we close the seller, because during usually the average house takes about 30 days to close. That's to get a loan through. If there's a loan involved 30 days, sometimes it's longer than that. A hailstorm could have happened. Something happens while the people live there. And so it gives the seller another opportunity to change that. Now, a lot of people, a lot of realtors didn't like this change. They didn't like this because it means that we have to monitor it. And we have another thing on our checklist of things we've got to do. But it's really important for the buyer to make sure that there's nothing hidden. And it's really actually important for the seller, too, because it protects them from legal liability, because if they don't disclose something and then the buyer finds out after the fact, they can take them to court and there could be a lawsuit and there could be a lot of damage there. So anyway, I think it's a really good change that they made last year, but a lot of realtors didn't like the change because it meant more work for them. But I think it's a really good change for them. So I really want to cover, um, and Cole, I'm going to ask you to read item number 21 and item number 25 uh, we call this the catch-all um, phrase. Go ahead and read 21. Yes, sir. Uh, to your knowledge, <clears throat> are there any facts, circumstances, or events on or around the property which, if known to a potential buyer, could adversely affect in a material manner the value or desirability of the property? So that's kind of a catch-all phrase there. But you, in the very beginning, I mentioned a lumber yard. And lumber yards are kind of noisy. 
And, you know, uh, they have times that they're going to be sawing logs, literally sawing logs and making noise. And that could be, you know, if you've got a young baby or if you've got a reason that, you know, maybe it's an, an elderly person that doesn't like the noise factor. And that could really play a part. Trains. Uh, you know, sometimes trains and they don't even have to be really a couple streets down. They could literally be half a mile away. And whenever that train is honking, it's uh, or pulling the cable and, and blowing the horn man, that thing's heard for miles. It's heard for a long ways. And so again, something that probably should be disclosed. Now read item number 25, 25 to your knowledge. Are there any other defects in the property? So again, a catch-all phrase. So you heard me mention earlier that, uh, so I, I have seen many houses that when it rains, the backyard floods. And it's because their, their, their yard is lower, or maybe there's other yards that are, that are flowing from around them that's actually causing their yard to flood. But you know what? That, that's a material fact that should be disclosed to the buyer. And so those are things that that's a good reason for us to have a disclosure. And so I would say that if you don't have a disclosure, um, have the seller on the contract. It actually has a, I think it's item number B on that, on that item about seller's disclosure that they can check and say, we want the seller to fill out a seller's disclosure. We don't have one. We'd like to see one. And then you actually have a three business day time period to review that seller's disclosure or reject the seller's disclosure. And you can back out of the deal legitimately because you didn't like the seller's disclosure, something that you didn't know, the seller disclosed it, and you said, nah, I'm not going to buy the house. And so really important stuff. So Sandy, I'm going to have you go over this little disclaimer that they have on the seller's disclosure. And this is very similar to what we have uh, called the buyer's disclaimer. And at my office, now this is not required by law, but it is required uh, by my office because I want our agents to dis disclose and I want our buyers that use our agency to make sure that they have investigated that property as much as they possibly can. So we're going to talk about something a little bit uncomfortable. Nobody likes to talk about this. This is called sexual offenders. And, um, you know, nobody likes to talk about it. It's kind of awkward. But I will tell you, if you've got little kids around, um, you might be concerned if there's a sexual offender in the neighborhood, especially if he's a, you know, class three or higher, if he's got, if he's got some judgments against him because he's uh, injured kids before, that would be something that I would want to know if I've got young kids. And what about people that uh, not even necessarily kids, but, you know, my wife goes for walks down the street. Hmm. I might want to know if there's a sexual offender down there. So Sandy on our seller's disclosure, I can't remember what page it is there, but whatever page it is, um, why don't you, uh, uh, tell us a little bit how it, how it, and it's not a disclosure from the seller, right. but, uh, tell us what that says. One of the things I'm going to jump for just a second, because the very, I say the very first, it's actually the second paragraph. It says, we acknowledge receipt of a copy of this seller property disclosure. Now, obviously they're talking about the buyers. We understand that the statements about the property are true and correct to the best of the seller's knowledge as of the date. It is not a warranty of any kind by the seller or the seller's agent, and it's not a substitute for any inspections buyer may wish to obtain. I just wanted to throw that in right. there really quick because 
the part saying, you know, it's not a warranty. The, the seller is saying there's not a problem now. There is nothing to say that there might not be later. Correct. Just FYI. Now, jumping back. Sorry, the train is back on the tracks now. Um, it's not honking its horn, though. It right? is okay, not okay. honking. We had a discussion <laughs> about trains prior to the podcast. Um the paragraph in here says, if the presence of a registered sex offender is a matter of concern to the buyer, the buyer understands that the buyer must contact local law enforcement officials or access the state of Arkansas registered sexual offender website at, and it gives you the website right there on the page regarding such information so that you can look that up. So let me stop you real quick. Mm-hmm. So... Whenever a convicted sexual offender enters a neighborhood, when I say enters, they buy a house uh, in a neighborhood, the sheriff's department delivers a notice that goes out to all of the neighbors. Say, hey, this guy was convicted. He's been, he served his time. He's released. But just to let you know that, hey, this guy is living and they give them the address. The problem is, is that whenever one of those residents in the neighborhood sells their house, the new buyer doesn't get notified by the sheriff's department. They get notified by anybody. And so, and and it basically, the seller, some of the sellers in that neighborhood may not even know, maybe they just threw away the notice or maybe they missed it or whatever. They don't even know that there's a sexual offender in there. Or maybe the sexual offenders moved into the neighborhood after they, you know, whatever. They were on vacation. They came back, threw away all their mail. And so all that's happened. So they may legitimately not even know that there's a sexual offender there. So it's on the buyer's back or the responsibility of the buyer to find out if there's any sexual offenders, if it's a concern. And Sandy even wrote that in there. So Sandy, will you give us that? And I know it may be a little bit long, but give us that uh, website. website. Yes. yes. Okay. The website is W. You're going to want a pen. <laughs> Do you have a pen yet? Pause. Okay. Pause. Um, the website is dot ARK dot ORG forward slash offender hyphen search forward slash index dot PHP. Right. That's the whole thing. So it's long, it's not easy it's to long. remember. However, if you would like to know if there's any sexual offenders in your neighborhood, that's the website you want to go to. It's official. Every time a, con- a convicted sexual offender is uh, registered in a neighborhood, it goes on that website. And so you might be a little surprised uh, when you go there. I know I was when I went and said, oh, well, there's someone in my neighborhood. And I wasn't aware of it. So anyway, something for you to do. There's one other thing that may, they have another website on there, Sandy. What are they talking about in that lower paragraph there? Um, this is talking about whether your home is in a flood or a flood-prone area. Um, you know, we don't have a lot, if any, in Bella Vista that I'm aware of, but they do give you the FEMA website, and that website is www.fema.gov forward slash flood hyphen maps. And that will uh, give you an indication of whether your home is actually in a flood plain or a flood prone area. And the reason you would want to know that is because that's number one, you need to know that. But number two, you may have to get flood insurance for your home. So 
and sometimes that could be expensive. Yes. Um, I had a deal lost because of this very thing. They were buying a duplex, and the duplexes was in Rogers, I believe, and the duplex was in a flood zone. And um, my buyer searched the website, and they said, oh, this is in a 100-year plane, or what, I forgot what it's called, but uh, flood plane. And, you know, it doesn't flood a lot, but when it does, it does. Right. And it's been designated a flood zone. And so they decided, you know, and they found out from their insurance company that that was going to be really um, expensive. Which, by the way, um, you've got 10 business days from the time a house goes under contract to find out if it is insurable. Mm -hmm. Now, Cole, I know that you just had um, a house go under contract that you represented a buyer and you guys were looking at houses in Fayetteville. And, um, you know, so they, they've got 10 business days from the time it was going to find out if that home that they are under contract is actually, uh, in a, either a flood zone or if it's, uh, you know, find out if it's insurable or not. So make sure that you do that. But also I wanted you to share your personal experience because this was really interesting. Uh, you were showing a house and something that was not disclosed to you. So why don't you tell that story a little bit? Yes, sir. Thank you so much, Eric. Uh, so I took my, uh, my clients, uh, out in Fayetteville, uh, last week to show them some property and on uh, our MLS, I was uh, just wondering because one of the properties they wanted to see, it had no pictures of the inside the home. Hmm. And so I was kind of, you know, I was like, that's weird. And so uh, we had an hour break between the first house I showed them to this next house. So I got there early to turn the lights on, all that good stuff to make sure, you know, it was in good light. So I pulled up to the property. And when I came up to it, the yard hadn't been mowed. And I was like, well, that's kind of a red flag because, you know, if I was a buyer, I'd like, you know, to, if I was going to look at a house, I'd like the yard to be mowed. I would want it to be up to my knees. And so I got to the door and I unlocked it uh, with our uh, Super E key. And as soon as I opened the door, there was a huge hole in the roof. And there was so much uh, just materials and TV sets and newspapers and all types of stuff everywhere. You could, basically couldn't even walk in the house. But I showed my clients. They said, nope, no, thank you. And I shut the door, locked it, and we left. But... I just uh, couldn't believe that, you know, there, were, there was a house for sale that looked like the roof was going to fall in on you. <laughs> so yeah. I wasn't going to put my clients in harm's way on that. Yeah. And I would say, and I don't know, did you even check the MLS to see if there was a seller's disclosure attached to the MLS? There probably wasn't. I don't, I, I did look at it, but I did not see one. Yeah. So, you know, that that was one of those things that materially affect the value of the property when you walk in and half the ceiling is falling in. That's, yeah, that's that's something that affects it. So that should have been disclosed. And so it's really important that you get a disclosure and keep in mind realtors by law and by their ethical obligation to disclose anything they know about the property. And I think we talked last week about death and how, you know, if it's a violent death, that should definitely be disclosed. And so those are all really important things. So, hey, I want to encourage any buyers that are listening, you know, if you don't have a disclosure and you are looking at a house, ask your realtor if there's one on file, ask them if there's one that the other agent had. If there's not, you can write in the contract that a disclosure be filled out. And if there's not say it's a bank-owned property or the maybe it's an estate. I think we talked about that last week. If it's an estate and the kids are selling the home and maybe they don't know anything about the neighborhood or know anything about the house because they didn't live in it, 
go knock on some doors, go ask the neighbors. I guarantee you the neighbors know what's been going on. And sometimes that's where we find out about things is that after the buyer moves in, the neighbor goes, Oh, did you know that, uh, you know, we had a hell storm two weeks ago and it destroyed our roofs. We're getting a new roof. How come you're not? Right. <laughs> Those yeah. are bad. It's always deals. the neighbor. Yeah, it's <laughs> the always good, the good neighbors. So like I said, if you're a buyer, you know, do the research. It's so, so important. So, hey guys, great discussion today as we finished up our seller's disclosure uh, form and as we talk about that. If you are listening today and you think that you are ready to sell your home, uh, or if you are looking for a home, we have 23 experienced agents here at Hutchinson Realty ready to give you a, uh, information and to help you along this real estate transaction. You can always reach out to us at info at And I want to encourage you to reach out to us. You can reach out to us uh, from this podcast. You can email us and ask us any questions that you might have. If you would like us to discuss something in real estate that we haven't discussed, or you'd just like to hear that on a podcast, please reach out to us. We would love to talk about it. Anyway, we're all here to help you through this real estate transaction. If you like this podcast, don't forget to leave us a positive review and come back next week whenever we continue to talk about Northwest Arkansas real estate. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next time.